listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. Hosted by high-stakes headhunter, author, and professional speaker, Scott Love. This is the Rainmaking Podcast, and my name is Scott Love, your host. Thanks for joining me on the show. This is going to be a special program. If you're in the business of client development, if you manage people, even if you want to grow in your relationships with people who are important to you personally, take a listen to this show. Our guest today is someone who helps people reach their full potential. In fact, he wrote the book on how you can do the same thing. The book title is called The Potentiator, How to Create Breakthroughs with Others in a Post-Pandemic World. The author and our guest is Mike Lipkin. Mike is a professional speaker. He's a world-renowned speaker on the topic of just that, helping people reach their full potential. I've been following him for literally two decades, and his content is rock solid. You're going to get some fantastic ideas, I think, that will be impacting to you in a very important and significant way, because at its core, all business really is personal, and this is going to help you to develop those connections and help people reach their full potential. We've put all of Mike's contact information on the show notes, as well as the link to order his book. I'd highly recommend checking that out, and I'd highly recommend his book. And if you got a minute after the show, after you listen to Mike, go to Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes, and write a nice five-star review mentioning Mike by name. I know he'd really appreciate that. As always, this show is sponsored by Leopard Solutions Legal Intelligence Suite of Products, Firmscape, and Leopard BI. Push ahead of the pack with the power of Leopard. Thanks for listening, and here's Mike Lipkin. Hey, this is Scott Love with the Rainmaking Podcast. I've got a special guest on today, world-renowned motivational speaker, Mike Lipkin. Mike, thanks for joining me on the show today. God, great to be here. Yeah, and I've been following you probably since 2003, I think, Mike, and I'm a fan and I'm honored that you'd be on my show. And I read your book, The Potentiator, and it's fantastic. And I will tell you that there's not a lot of books that really stir me to take action and give me ideas on how to do so, but this did it. And so let's kind of, we're talking about how to become the potentiator. Let's start with some working definitions. What does that mean exactly? How would you define the potentiator? What does that mean? Yeah. So, Scott, thank you uh, very much for the question. Uh, Very simply, the potentiator is someone who brings out the best in others. Mm -hmm. And the highest accolade you can ever get as a leader or as a manager or, in fact, as a team member is that you bring out the best in the people around you. So, Scott, I don't know how many people you know that when you have a meeting with them, you look forward to that meeting because you know it's going to go exceptionally well, number one. Number two, you have people on your team or people in your network that when they're on the project or they're in the meeting, the meeting's going to go exceptionally well because they project an energy and they facilitate a conversation that sets you up for success. So I actually made up the word potentiator. In science, there's a term called to potentiate. And that simply means to expand or increase the strength of. So if you're a potentiator, you are someone who expands or increases the strength of the people around you. And so, Scott, in these times, and I like the fact that this is the Rainmaking podcast, if you develop a reputation as the potentiator, then you are going to magnetize the best and the brightest to you because the best go where they're going to get the highest return on their talent. And we're living at a time where 
despite the fact that there might be a flattening growth curve, the market is exceptionally tight. We're still in a real battle for top talent. And so as the potentiator, I want to know that who I'm being is attracting the kind of people who I want to attract to me. And yeah. I'll just just uh, finish this thought, uh, Scott. So you are talking about rainmaking here, and we all know the definition of a farmer versus a hunter. So farmer's great at building relationships. A hunter is great at going out into new territories and bringing back opportunities. But there's a third genre of rainmaker, and that is a magnet. A magnet is someone who's built a reputation that draws the best and the brightest to you. So if you're a magnet, you can focus all your energy and all your time on adding value, not chasing opportunities to add value. And that's why if you're on this call, you want to become the potentiator. Yeah, that's great. I like that. And who doesn't want to be a magnet, especially in rainmaking, where you want to get the call. You want to get people to keep working with you over and over and over again. And let me kind of ask you this, with the book that you wrote, and we're going to put the link on the show notes here, I like the fact that you write this in a post-COVID environment. And you know, I don't want to say post-COVID, I don't want to jinx it, but we know that things are changing. And I like the fact that your perspective isn't telling people play not to lose, but play to win. Uh, Tell me about your thoughts on that. How is this a critical time for us to really be the best and to become that potentiator, the potentiator for the people that we work with? Yeah, Scott, that's so good. So first of all, I like the fact that you highlight that I've written this book in terms of uh, how to create breakthroughs with others in a post-pandemic world. But let me tell you the truth about this book. And I actually write about it. So I started writing this book before covid and, you know, I believe that there is a God, Scott, because literally 10 days before I was going to press the button to go ahead, an illustration for the book was delayed. And so we didn't green light the printing of the book. And then COVID hit. It was literally March of 2020. So the entire book was written pre-COVID. And then just as we were about to go and commit fifty to $60,000 on printing the book, we pressed pause. And then over the next 18 months, because this book came out at the beginning of this year, I then had to rework the book and almost post-COVID make it relevant to COVID. Now, that in and of itself was a phenomenal exercise, reviewing a mindset pre-COVID and then recalibrating it for not just post-COVID. So here's a key thought, Scott, and you said, I don't want to jinx it, but we've gone from pre-COVID to COVID to post-COVID, and now we're into what's known as peri-pandemic. Peri means always about to happen, could happen again at any time. So all the scientists that I'm talking to right now tell me that there's going to be rolling forms of the variant. So we are never going to be over it and completely have it behind us. So we have to prepare as though the next variant is about to impact us. Now, having said that, in this environment, you need to be bold. You need to be someone who operates with a very high degree of conviction. And you've got to be looking for ways to instill other people with that confidence and conviction. Because right now, the market is bifurcating. So we're getting a bipolar segmentation. And 
about 80% of the marketplace is playing defense. They're running scared. They're driven by anxiety. They are motivated not to lose what they think they've already gained. And as uh, any investment consultant will tell you, losing money is far more painful than the pleasure you get from making a profit. So this is the time, Scott, and this is why I'm so delighted to be on your call or on your uh, podcast, because now is when you've got to double down. Now's when you've got to be bold. Now, I'm not saying be rash. I'm not saying be reckless, but I am saying approach your message, approach your clients, approach your business as though this is the greatest opportunity confronting you in your lifetime. And that's called going for the moonshot. So as a motivational speaker, what I will tell you is my business is robust because you don't need a motivational speaker or a thought leader when everything's copacetic. You need someone like me to inspire and to nudge and to push your people, but in a very convincing, very inspiring kind of way to go where they've never gone before. And so I've got a philosophy now which says, you know, go big or, you know, stay home. And if you stay home, opportunity is never going to find you. Exactly right. And I like the phrase that you put in your book, the moonshot mindset, the outsizing of ambition. And I like how you refer to some of the innovative things that came out of this and that this is the time. And and in another part of the book, you talk about innovating like Edison, innovating like Bezos or Dyson and experimenting like them. Uh, Tell me about, and I like how you talk about Edison's story and how we can take innovation from adversity. How important is that to people that are in this world that we have to respond and be resilient to things that happen to us. Yeah. So Edison, of course, is an American icon. And, uh, you know, he said in pursuit of the light bulb, he said, I didn't fail 10,000 times before I discovered how to uh, create a light bulb. He said, I found 9,999 ways not to invent a light bulb. But as he pursued the light bulb, he pursued a whole range of other innovations. So, you know, Edison was the Musk or the Steve Jobs of his times. But if we take someone who is, let's say, the legacy owner from Edison, and let's just talk about Jeff Bezos. Jeff Mm -hmm. Bezos says this, if you're playing baseball and the bases are loaded and you hit a home run, the most you can score of that specific strike, if you wish, is four runs. He says, but in business, if you are bold and you hit that home run, there could be a long tail of thousands and thousands of runs. And so the point that Bezos says is, we have such a voracious appetite for failure because we know that one big win pays for so many other so-called failures. That's right. And you know, someone once said to me, it's never a failure until you quit. And so, Scott, I will tell you that one of the reasons I'm thrilled to be on your podcast today is it's another opportunity to build my interviewing muscle with a preeminent podcast interviewer. So, yes, and this is a very important point I'm about to make, because both of us are experimenting in this call. You've never spoken to me before. I've never spoken to you. This is a free-flowing format. And yet, through this conversation, you are building your muscle. You are learning new skills. You are sharpening your saw, and so am I. And so my message to everyone who might be observing or listening to this call is go out there and try something because every time you try something new, you build your capacity to do something even bigger. 
So when we talk about the moonshot, the moonshot is something that you are willing to take on because you believe that you can make something happen. And so let me right ask you now, this. Let yeah, me ask sorry, you this, Mike. Let's say somebody's hearing this and they're like, I really want to do more of that, but I'm hesitating. What advice would you give to that person that says, I want to become the potentiator. I want to take some risks. I want to have my moonshot moment, but I'm hesitating. What advice would you give to that person? Such a great question. So in the book, I talk about five potentiator practices and right, I go right. five because they can all fit on one hand. Right. But the first, <laughs> very scientific, Scott. That's but, right. But the first potentiator practice is very simple and that is know your game. And when you think about the word game, on the one hand, it is a competition played according to a set of rules. On the other hand, when we talk about somebody's game, we talk about their spirit. So you've got to know your game as in how it's played, but you've also got to have gumption and mojo. So to come back to your question, how do I know how to go for my moonshot or what step should I take? Well, number one, you have to absolutely know what it is that you want to achieve. Mm -hmm. So if And this is the way I coach people. If we were standing in December 31, 2022, so to all the folks on your call, do this exercise with us. If we were standing and it was New Year's Eve, December 31, 2022, what would you have wanted to achieve in the next five months? So for Mm -hmm. me, I'll tell you, I'm writing another book and I want a working manuscript that is complete by the end of the year. I'm writing it with a wonderful woman uh, out of Vancouver. So that's number one. Number two, why is that important, right? So for me, having that manuscript is a way of contributing to the people that I'm committed to helping. But as importantly, having another book in 2023 is going to be crucial to my business. The third is, what's the value proposition that you personally bring to the people around you? So Scott, I'm going to tell you mine And then I'm very curious for you to tell me yours. And so my value proposition is I will bring people the insights that will excite them into the actions that will create remarkable results for them. So insights, actions, results. That's my value prop. I'm very curious, Scott, what would your value proposition be? Well, I like the fact on page 63 of your book, because I I highlighted this part because it stuck out to me. I like this. Number one, it must communicate the special impact you have on others. So what I do as a partner-level recruiter is I help partners in big law firms reach their full potential in their careers. That's number one. Uh, Number two, it says it must leverage your core expertise or skills. How I do that is by introducing them to firms that have strategy that intersects with their inherent and intrinsic motivations. And number three, it must call other people into action. So I speak at legal conferences as a way to get that message out. So I like the fact that this helped me understand, oh, I'm a headhunter. I I don't just place people. I help those candidates reach their full potential. And this is something I even tell partners when I'm talking with them. I say, my role in the process, I'm the midwife. I'm I'm someone that's there that's going to make sure that the deal gets done. And in fact, even before I was talking with you, I had a conversation with the law firm chairman about merging his firm into another firm. And I told him, I said, this has to be about you. If the ideas that I have don't align with your firm's goals and with your goals, it's just a non-starter. We shouldn't go for it. This may not be for you. And as a result, I've got a connection with somebody that's going to trust me because the focus isn't about, I want to make a placement. It's, I want to help you reach your full potential. So I liked, I liked the fact that 
when you have someone's value proposition, number one, it must communicate the special impact you have on others. I like the fact that it's others-focused, Mike. I think you did a great job. And I I like the fact that you even ask people to write their value proposition and send it to you. You give them your email address in your book, which I I think is very generous of you, Mike. Yeah. No, well, thank you, Scott. So, you know, to come back to how do you take your moonshot? So just to recap, you've got to know what your prize is. You've got to know what your value proposition is. You've got to know why you're even doing this. And then here's the fourth one, Scott. You've got to just do it. To quote Nike, you know, my best advice to people is in order to get ready to do something, you have to do it before you're ready. Because anytime you do something that's really bold, where you're playing a big game, you're not going to be entirely ready. You're going to be doing something that you haven't done before. So even on this podcast, I've done many interviews, I've conducted many interviews, but this specific interview is happening on August 8th. 2022. And this specific interview has never happened before. Right. So Scott, I'll give you one of my favorite uh, Japanese proverbs. And I don't speak Japanese, but I do speak this proverb. It is Ichigo Ichie. Ichigo Ichie. And that's a very famous Japanese proverb that means one life, one meeting, which means every meeting only happens one time in a lifetime. So you've got to make every meeting the best one you can possibly have, whether you're having it in person or whether you're having it remotely like this conversation. So That's right. Every shot to, counts, right? Every shot counts. So just to come back to your very simple question, I would say to everyone on this call, think about what an amazing outcome for you would be by the end of this year. Because I believe if you don't win in the short term, don't worry about the long term. Right? <laughs> uh, what is the reason why that outcome is so important to you? Formulate your value proposition that you can communicate, not in 30 seconds, but in 15 seconds or less. Make it compelling yep. and then take action. Don't worry if you feel awkward doing it. So here's the barrier for many people, Scott. Our fear is that one day someone's going to discover that we're not that clever. Right. And we we live in fear that at any moment someone's going to discover the fact that we've been pulling the rug over their eyes for the longest period of time. So we're all scared of being found out to be an imposter. And so my message to people is just go out there, try something you haven't done before, do it with the right intention, make sure that it is within your wheelhouse of what you have done well in the past, but keep stretching. Mike, this is great. Let me ask you this other question here that I want to kind of bring things to a close. And this is just number two of the of the five different steps that you give us. You talk about build robust resilience, interpret to win through robust resilience responses. What do you mean by that exactly? Yeah. So one of my favorite quotes, Scott, that's a very simple one is, we're only as good as the stories that we tell ourselves. So about three months ago, I pitched for a major account. And I didn't strike the right tone. And so I didn't win that specific business. So when I looked at the experience, I didn't judge myself as being not worthy of the win. I actually pinpointed where I went wrong, where I spent too much time, where I didn't spend enough time, what I would do in the future. And so I took that lesson and applied it to all my pitches that have happened since that one. And I have won almost all of them simply because I applied what I called a robust, resilient response. 
That means when you get the results that you didn't want to get, you review the results, you do an audit of the results, you take the learning from those results, and you apply it to your next pitch. And of course, uh, Scott, as you and I know, the most important pitch is always the next one. That's right. And you know what? When you say this, you take what you learned, you apply it. So it's almost like if you do that, then you're not really losing. That even when you lose, you're going to win. I love that. I love that. And so, you know, just in a nutshell, and this is one of my favorite comments, right? So I don't know about your listeners or your viewers, but I close about 10% of the time. So I get nine no's for every one yes. So work with me here. If I make $1,000 when I get a yes, but I've got to get nine no's to get the yes, then how much is each no worth? Right. That's right. Well, it's worth $100, right? Because I've got to get nine no's in order to get the yes. So when I've got nine no's in a row, I haven't struck out nine times. I've made 900 bucks because the next one is going to be the yes. That's right. Yeah, I think that's a good way to look at that. Yeah, so a no is a fraction of a yes. See it like that. And one thing I've done since 2017, I document in an Excel spreadsheet, and it's the same one I've used since 2017. I document certain metrics associated with my practice each day, but then two things I do. I have one column that documents my win, what was my greatest achievement for the day, and another column that I document my daily lesson learned. What did I screw up on? What did I make a mistake? But I've noticed certain trends on the lessons learned so that I can pinpoint areas I really need to grow in. So I'm paying attention to that. What do you think about that idea, Mike? Oh, that's brilliant. In fact, that's one that I'm going to take on. And what I want to commend you for, Scott, is the discipline of recording that on a consistent basis. Because what I see with my clients is that they're very disciplined as it relates to managing their business but they're not as disciplined as it relates to managing themselves. Right, that's right. So as uh, Dr. Phil once said, you've got to participate in your own rescue. And I think now is the time when we really have to take care of ourselves so we can take care of others. And we've got to take care of ourselves professionally. We've got to take care of ourselves mentally, emotionally, physically, and financially. And so the interesting experience through the pandemic Scott, is that we have had to spend more time alone. And so spending more time alone means that you've got to treat yourself as a most honored guest or a most honored partner. So whenever I'm, you know, kind of talking to myself or thinking about Mike Lipkin, I want to treat Mike Lipkin with the same respect, with the same honor that I'm treating Scott Love in this conversation. That's great, Mike. I think that's good that people need to keep that in mind. And let me ask you one final question, and we'll kind of bring things to a close about three action steps. But out of all the people that you've met, who do you think is that one person that is the potentiator that's made a significant difference in the world out of all the people that you've met? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I'm from South Africa, and I had the great privilege of doing some work with the Nelson Mandela Foundation. And I got to meet Nelson Mandela before he passed. And I met him when he was 92 years old. And I asked him a simple question, Scott. I said, what was it like suffering for all those years in prison? Because here's an individual who was in prison for 27 years because he believed in the ideals of democracy. And he looked at me and he said, Michael, I didn't suffer. He said, I prepared to live my life every day. So when I was released, I would transform my nation into the kind of nation I dreamt of it becoming. And so Mandela became this icon of reconciliation 
this icon of peace, this icon of possibility, and an inspiration to leaders around the world. And so for me, he was the ultimate potentiator. He healed a fractured nation and he became an inspiration to many other nations that were going through their uh, challenges. And even today, when one speaks about Nelson Mandela, we are talking about one of the great civil rights champions right up there with uh, uh, Martin Luther King and uh, Mother Teresa. That's great, Mike. Thanks for sharing that story. So let's kind of bring it home in terms of three action steps that people can take to really get started on becoming the potentiator. What would those three action steps be? Mm -hmm. So thank you for that. And I think the way I want to answer that is to make sure people are aware of each one of the five potentiator practices. So we've spoken about know your game and we spoke about your value proposition. We've spoken about robust resilience. So the third potentiator practice is be courageously creative. Think just today, think of trying something that you haven't done before. Think about saying something that you haven't said before and think about going somewhere where you haven't gone before and make sure you feel just a little scared as you do that. When you feel a little scared, that is the test that you are putting yourself to the test and you are stretching your boundaries. So that would be action number one. That's great. Action number two is actually my fourth potentiator practice, which is communicate like a champion. And Scott, in the book, I actually have a champion communication checklist comprising the 14 most important things you need to do when you're communicating. But I want to just share with you, when you communicate, remember this acronym, CARE. The C is for clarity. So if you listen to me speak, I always want to make sure that what I'm saying is clear. The A is for authority. Radiate your authority. You've earned the right to be in the conversation. You have mastered the topic about which you are discussing. Radiate that authority. The R is reassurance. We are living in times of extraordinary anxiety. So always make sure as a result of dealing with you, people are reassured. And then the E is empower. Give people the tools, give people the means, give people the strategies to enable them to do it for themselves. Feed a person to fish, you feed them for the day. Teach a person to fish, you feed them for a lifetime. So communicate like a champion. And then the final step, the final potentiator practice, or the third action in this case, Scott, is what I call cultivate close connections. Make the time to reach out to like-minded operators who can expand your impact. And I'm going to close on this, Scott. So one of the most important steps we can do is to build what I call our fame. So you know what fame is, F-A-M-E? Well, the F is fans. So I've got a lot of fans. You've got a lot of fans. Fans like you, but you know, fans may not monetize anything. The A are advocates. An advocate is a fan who actually says good things about you to others. But even an advocate may not move the needle in your favor. The M is gold. The M is your mobilizers. So, Scott, you are a mobilizer for me. You are doing something significant that's going to put me in front of a number of key decision makers and vice versa. And then the E, the E is the holy grail for all of us, and that is evangelizers. You want to create people who are so committed to you, who are so enamored, who are so grateful 
to you because of what you've done for them, that they become invested in you. They put their career or reputation on the line to right. promote you. So That's the great. more mobilizers and evangelizers you have in your network, the better you are going to do. So in a nutshell, then, know your game, build robust resilience, grow courageous creativity, communicate like a champion, and cultivate close connections. And I love this, the fame, fans, advocates, mobilizers, and evangelizers. This is great, Mike. Thank you so much for giving us some simple ways to remember all these things. And tell us about your offerings then. You've, we know that we have your book. What are the other things that you do that you have, services that you offer that you'd like for our listeners to know about you, Mike? Yeah, thank you, Scott. So, you know, the first is, of course, the book. My mission is to sell well over 100,000 copies of the book, and you can read it in its analog form. You can go to Amazon and you can download uh, the ebook version or Kindle, download the ebook version. You can also go to audible.com and you can download the audio version. I spent almost seven hours recording it. So if you feel motivated by this uh, podcast, well, imagine how you're going to feel after seven hours of this. Absolutely. I'm going to get the audio version. (laughs) Well, thank you. I love love the written version, but it'd be great to have your audio version with me. No, exactly. Thank you, Scott. And then I will do between 80 and 100 keynote uh, speeches a year. So I love to come into organizations and share my thoughts either in a one-hour, 90-minute, or half-day workshop. And then, um, Scott, I also create strategies for uh, companies. And as importantly, the final thing that I'll say is I'm also a um, what's known as a leadership circle profile coach, which is the most uh, respected and used 360-degree evaluation tool in the world. So a lot of my work is uh, helping people understand how other people see them and then coaching them on the most appropriate actions to take so that they can expand their ability to make a difference in the world. This is great, Mike. You've given us some great ideas, some great resources. Thank you so much for being on the show. We're definitely going to have you back in the future, Mike. All right, Scott. Really appreciate being here. And uh, it's been a privilege and an honor communicating with you today. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. For more information about our recruiting services for international law firms, visit our website at attorneysearchgroup.com. To inquire about having Scott speak at your next convention, conference, sales meeting, or executive retreat, visit therainmakingpodcast.com.